Happy Happy New Year from all of us. No. Happy Happy New Year from all of me to you. Na 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 na. That's really all I know. Happy New Year, you guys. Happy 2021. And upon saying that, I just realized I'm recording this at 3:30 in the morning. I am definitely gonna wake my family members up if I don't tone it down. And that's the thing about having a home set up because you either get interrupted by your noisy neighbors or you risk being the noisy one and waking your family members because this is the only time of the day when I can actually record an episode. And the crickets here are so loud. Where am I in Sahara? Anyway, I hope you can't hear that. And welcome back for another episode of the Feels Podcast. This episode is going to be a fun one. When I initially first recorded this, um, I was still pretty iffy about it. I wasn't that confident that I was going to pull it off because I was afraid of being laughed at (laughs) if I were to be really honest, which I try to be here. But listening back to the original recording, I was like, my perspective on this has changed. So... I am going to talk about the art of manifestation in this episode and it's a fun one because I personally tested out manifestation or as some people like to call it, conscious creation. And the reason for this is because, well, we're always creating whether we believe it or not, whether we trust that we are powerful enough, powerful? Whether we trust that we are powerful enough to create the reality that we want, we are creating. But for most of us, we don't know that. We don't know that we're actually creating every single detail, every single experience that we have in our life. And so manifestation is basically doing it awake, not being on autopilot, actually being intentional with your reality. That's deep. That's intense. You want to know what's more intense though? This particular mantra that kind of got me into manifestation in the first place. That everyone and everything is you pushed out. Did you get chills from that? (laughs) The first time I told this to my friend Yang, she was like, she was squirming. Um... Yeah, just just let that sit for a bit, okay? Everyone and everything is yourself pushed out. And if you let that weigh in, there's gravity to that statement, no? It's essentially saying you are the one, the only person who is responsible for everything that's happened in your life. And there's no one to blame for all the bad experiences that you don't want. And yes, when it comes to manifestation we're manifesting both the good and the bad and the ugly and the unexpected but the thing with manifestation is is if you know how to do it and if you really believe in it then you're more than capable of manifesting the things that you do actually want and you're also better at preventing the things that you don't want to happen to not happen so as i say this i'm gonna put out a disclaimer here that I am not a manifestation coach. I am not an expert at this. I am simply super intrigued by this, having heard from different manifestation coaches and 
you know, hear their stories, their experiences, and really excited that in testing it out, I actually got the results that I did not expect. So understanding that everyone and everything is yourself pushed out, that also essentially means that everything you think about, you feel, you imagine, you see, every single thing that you say to yourself, all of that self-talk included, okay? All of the images in your head, all of that create your reality, whether you're aware of it or not. Understanding that concept or understanding that this is how life works puts you in the driver's seat of your life. Or at least for me, I feel like it gave me a renewed sense of control. It's basically someone telling you, if you want things to change, if you want your life to change, if you want people to change, then you have to be the one to change first. If you want good things to happen, you got to think good things. Positive thinking equals positive experiences, right? Or the energy that you put out is the energy that you will get. So really, I can go on like with tons of other mantras that you have definitely heard before that all link back to this one super dope ass mantra. And this is the part that I, I truly like believe because it became a guiding principle to help me look at my life and really, really take ownership of what was happening. So anyway, I'm not going to go too deeply into theory because like I said, I don't think I'm the best person to dish out theories in general. Um, if you're interested, I'm, I'm sure there are like tons of manifestation experts or life coaches, whatever they want to call themselves, like on YouTube or whatever, um, on, on the internet that you can turn to and go look at. And, and they probably have better ways of, I guess, teaching you this technique if you want to find out more. But anyway, just understanding that your thoughts create. Let's just go with that. As simple as that, okay? So... You gotta know that the only magic I believed in before this was Disney magic. That's about it. Um, and so I I definitely was skeptical about this. I was like, oh man, this is too woo-woo. Like, I don't know if I'm, you know, spiraling down a rabbit hole here. Like, what am I, what am I getting into, basically? And so I really only um, follow manifestation coaches who have been able to apply this practically and break it down in very systematic ways and so there's this manifestation coach his name is joseph ally and what i really liked about him was the fact that you know he isn't just like sitting on some magic carpet and praying on shit you know he's he's not like that in fact i think he's an engineer and he admittedly said i'm really methodical i'm really mathematical and i look at everything in the way of systems and programming, right? So the only way I'll really buy into anything is testing it out myself. It's like, okay, before you buy that pair of shoes, you have to try it first, right? And so it's the same with manifestation. You don't have to manifest big stuff in order to prove to yourself that this is how the world works. You can just try it with small stuff, you know? inconsequential, won't hurt a butterfly if it doesn't happen, and then you can go back to your own way of living. So I thought, cool, I'm going to follow his advice and manifest a free cup of coffee. 
it just seemed accessible, feasible, and possible, you know? I often go to like different cafes just to like get work done and obviously I do need coffee. I would love for a free cup of coffee, but like I can't afford it. So I wouldn't die if like I don't get a free cup of coffee. So I thought it was a great way of of testing it out and just having fun with it, right? So if you go online right now and you look up techniques, there's a bunch of ways to do it, right? A bunch of ways to manifest things that you want, different stuff. But if your thoughts create, then really it's as simple as thinking about it. But in a very specific way, being very conscious of how you're thinking about that thing that you want. So he said, try this. Try thinking of it in past tense. So it could be, I got a free cup of coffee today. I haven't gotten that free cup of coffee, but I am going to think that I already had it. Or I imagine a scene where someone actually buys me coffee. This is what I did, okay? And mind you, when I was thinking that, I was like, there is no way someone is going to come up to me and be like, can I buy you a cup of coffee, right? So I had serious doubt. Like I said, or if I haven't already said it before, I had one foot through the door. Like I was not jumping in with both feet, going down a water slide and going like, yay i'm a manifesting machine life is great it's it's not like that i was just you know just kind of testing the water a little bit so i had doubt i was like okay i could see how that could happen but really is it really gonna happen because like why because why right but i thought it was possible because there were a couple of places that i usually get my coffee um from And you know, us as human beings, we tend to want to know every step of the way. We want to know how it's going to happen. So especially if a thought contradicts what's already happened in real life, we're going we're gonna to try to figure out a way of how it could happen. So in my head, I was like, okay, I have sort of like a coffee subscription at this particular cafe where every time I go and get a cup of coffee, I get a stamp. So if I get 10 stamps, my 11th cup of coffee is going to be free. And so I thought, okay, maybe... This is what it is, plain and simple, right? On my 11th cup of coffee, it's gonna be free. And then then I can decide whether or not that's just timing or whatever. So anyway, shoved that thought to the back of my head, completely forgot about it because I was like, eh, you know, it probably won't happen. So this is where the fun part begins, you guys. (laughs) So... I go to this cafe. (laughs) I feel like if I tell you where I go for coffee, you're going to try to go to those places for coffee and hope that you get free ones. I don't know. I I have this thought in my head and it just cracks me up. So I go to this one place for coffee when I teach at Millennial Walk. And before testing this whole thing out, I had already kind of gotten friendly with with the barrister at the cafe. And... The reason is because he's seen me around, right? I go there pretty often. And so just before I had tested this out, before I had basically imagined that scene, I had this conversation with him and he just happened to tell me, hey, by the way, today is my last day. I'm actually going to be moving to another cafe. And I remember this so clearly because I can even remember where he set the coffee place was going to be his next uh, job and so I was like oh man like it was nice getting to know you 
but you know, if this is the last time I'm seeing you, then all the best. And we just left it off at that, okay? I think after I had imagined this scene, right, I went back to this particular cafe, not on purpose, okay? I had forgotten that I even thought about this free cup of coffee thing. I went back expecting someone else to make my coffee, and there he was. Which is fine, you know, things could happen. Again, I completely forgot that this was set in motion, right? So I was like, dude, I thought you said that that was your last day. Like, why, why are you here? And then he was like, no, I told you my last day was 9th of December. And I was like, no, there's no freaking way you told me 9th of December because this date never even crossed my mind. Like, that is such a random day. And you clearly told me it was your last day. And I obviously, I didn't tell him that. I was just like, really? No, I'm pretty sure you told me that was your last date. So anyway, we kind of dropped it. And then he said this, you know what? Um, I still have some time here, right? So the next time you come back, I'm going to buy you a free cup of coffee. And so he asked me, when do I usually come around here? And I told him, oh, you know, these are the days of the week that I'm usually around. Um, but I knew in my head, like I might or might not go back because I only go there like if it fits my schedule. I don't like purposely go there to get coffee to see anybody so we were like cool okay see ya thanks cut to the other coffee place some time has passed um a couple of days in uh i i go to this other coffee place on Tolo Aie, and i've been going there for like a year now and everybody there is like familiar with me because i go there like two three days of the week you know, even when I was, um, you know, still doing radio, like I go there sometimes because it just is close by to like Absolute, the studio that I teach at. So they know my order, right? They know that I always get an ice flat white with a little bit of sugar syrup, exactly the way I say it, by the way. And just that day, I was like, I don't feel like getting coffee. So what happened was the barista had already started making my coffee when I ordered a soda like a soda that day and so he was like oh you're not you're not getting coffee today and I was like oh no I'm just I'm not I already had coffee you know but thank you and so he asked you sure you don't want coffee and I was like nah I'm good though thanks I don't think I can squeeze in like another cup of coffee and he said well you know what if you do want coffee later on let me know before you go and I'll make one for you. And I was like, what? No, you don't have to. And he was like, no, no, no. Like, let me know before you go. So at this point, it still didn't hit me that this was happening. Anyway, I I was just excited that I was potentially going to get a free cup of coffee, right? Because this never happens. So as I was packing it, I was like, okay, I'm just going to look over and see if he notices that I'm leaving. And then he saw me and he was like, and I was like, yes, I do. So he made me a cup of coffee and he paid for it. So he tapped his card. And why this detail is important is because in the scene that I had imagined prior to this, I actually thought the only way or the other way aside from getting my stamps <laughs> that I was going to get my free coffee was that, you know, if maybe someone else was going to get coffee too, 
actually buys me a cup of coffee. Like they're actually treating me to a free cup of coffee. But I didn't think it could be the barrister paying for it himself. So then it started clicking in my head. I was like, wait a minute. You know, I, I've thought about this. Is this what's happening right now? Got a little excited, had my free cup of coffee, moved on with life. And the following week came around. It was a Monday and I, I remember telling him that, okay, I was going to potentially, you know, hit the cafe on a Monday. But I was like, you know what? It doesn't make sense for my schedule. So I'm not going to like force it. I'm not going to purposely go there because I want free coffee, you know? So I thought, you know what? It's fine. Like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to skip it. You know, it's fine if he if he was there. He might not be there. He might be. But really, like, it's fine. So anyway, throughout the week. Ooh, sorry if you can hear that. <laughs> there's, a, there's a storm coming in as I'm recording this. Yeah, so the week went by and I, I happened to be on my DMs on Instagram and I realized that that barrister from that cafe at Millennial Walk, he had, he had, texted me asking hey i'm sorry like which days did you say you were gonna be there at the cafe and monday had already passed so i was like oh the next time i'm gonna be there is is friday so he was like cool see you then friday came around and this time i was just i was just curious i was like if i get a free coffee today i'd be like what i'd be shook as hell so I went back. There he was, paying for my coffee. Same thing, tapping his card on the on the Visa card reader and buying me that coffee. And I was like, this is shook as hell. Because all I did was think about how it could happen. And it didn't even happen the way that I thought it was gonna happen if it did. You know, but the thing is I didn't hold on to the desire of it like I would love for a free cup of coffee but I wouldn't die if I didn't have it because I would have paid for it anyway you know and that is fundamentally how manifestation works like I had only understood this and realized I had successfully applied the law of manifestation when I looked back on what I now understand to be the bridge of incidents so the bridge of incidents I know we're getting so woo-woo here, but like stay with me if if you are just as excited as I am, okay? So the bridge of incidents is a series of events that will unfold in order to bring you the thing that you want. And all of the things that I just said, right? The process, like what happened, all of that, it was all part of the process. It was the bridge of incidents to get me two free cups of coffee. And it all started with me just thinking about it. So obviously, there are other ways to look at it, right? First one, my favorite one, coincidence. It really could be, right? Manifestation could just be a lie. It's purely coincidental or luck. Because good things do happen to good people, right? And sometimes luck could be on your side. And it was just my lucky day on both days, what? Yeah, or, you know, even from, like, their perspective, right? You could see it as, nope, it's not your manifestation. It was entirely their own volition to want to buy a free cup of coffee. And it was just luck. It was just 
coincidence, you know? So I understand like how this could sound and how crazy it might all come across. But that's the thing. Manifestation is not you casting a magic spell and then seeing it appear right in front of you. It has to happen in the most natural, perfect way. So whether you want to call it coincidence, luck, other people's free will, it's all a combination of those things, right? Because I didn't ask the guys to give me a free cup of coffee. You know, obviously they had a part to play in me getting the free cup of coffee. But you see, I did not orchestrate that bridge of incidents. You know, I didn't say, yes, for sure, the people who end up buying me coffee are the baristas who are making that coffee for me. It wasn't like that, you know? And I think that's the strange yet also fascinating way about this, you know, this way of life is that you can never fathom how something is going to happen for you. Even if you choose not to call it manifestation, in your daily life, how you go about it, you already know you cannot predict how life is going to turn out. You just can't, right? But I'm saying instead of just going with the flow in a sense of reacting to life, what if instead we decide what we want, we decide how we want to look at our lives, how we want to take control of it, and then that flow happens based on that way of thinking, you know, based on our desire, based on our goals, based on our self-belief. If we choose to look at life in a way that says nothing good ever happens, you know, there's no such thing as magic. Um, there's no way you can get better than this. Or people always let me down. You know, just very negative ways of thinking. Then the evidence that you get in your reality is exactly that. Because that's what you think. That's what you think about people. That's what you think about yourself. So I think that's been my biggest takeaway out of all of this is being aware. You know, being aware of not just what I'm consciously thinking about, you know, my inner voice, but also my subconscious thoughts. The story that I've been holding on to about myself and the story that I'm so convinced is my blueprint and that cannot be changed because that cannot be further from the truth. Just understanding that we have the power to create simply by thinking about it. Man, that puts things into perspective and that makes you want to actually change your thoughts. Be so conscious about it so that you give power to the right things. So that you're an active participant of your own life. You're not just reacting to it. So I think most people get into manifestation because they have something that they want, right? Um, whether it's a last-ditch effort to explore an alternative way of achieving it or just stumbling into it like myself. You might get to a point where you realize it's not actually about the desire. It's not about getting you what you want because the desire will realize according to the laws of manifestation, but then it becomes a byproduct of who you realized yourself to be through the process. Kind of brings us back to that cliche of it's not the outcome that matters, it's the process. I think that really sums up, you know, this 
this part of my lesson plan in manifestation. It's not what you get at the end that matters most. It's who you become in the process of it. And so manifesting those free cups of coffee, that was fun. It was a fun way for me to test it out. But I think on a deeper level, it's allowed me to really look into myself and start flipping all of these self-beliefs that don't serve me. And if I'm going to be really raw about it, I think one of my biggest um, beliefs about myself that have always helped me back since I was a kid was I've always been taught that I don't need to be the best at everything. Second best is good enough and that I shouldn't want to stand out so much. You know, and I think the flip side of that is because my parents have always taught me to be humble, to be grateful for where I'm at in life, to be contented, you know. And those are great qualities to have. But you see, there's a balance for everything, right? And so maybe in the process of being humble and being grateful and just just not being greedy with life, that then becomes, ironically, the thing that holds me back when I do want to be the best at something. You know, isn't that, isn't that funny? <laughs> that the very thing that grounds me and keeps me level-headed could also be the thing that's stopping me from reaching out for more. Could also be the belief that prevents me from thinking that I deserve more, that I can be more than I am right now. So it's just been a really introspective journey with manifestation and it's given me a lot of perspective. So I hope that you enjoyed today's entry and I hope that you got something out of it. Maybe it's allowed you to look into your own core beliefs and allowed you to ask yourself questions that you never thought to ask or are afraid to ask what's holding you back what do you fundamentally believe about yourself about the people around you about the world about how the world works and how's that working for you you know something to think about maybe when you're setting your new year's resolutions and thinking how you want this year to be different i mean if we want the world to be different and we got to be different ourselves, right? Catch you soon. Take care.